I don't know what it is about BC, but we just got like a honey hole for good genetics. We're um, kind of in the northwest coast there. We're, we're, we're close to the ocean, so uh, they've got lots of food, lots of nutrients. Like we just have big goats. Like we don't really kill that many billies that are below nine and a half. Like we're pushing 50 inches. If you want to book goat, you're willing to work a little bit, you're going to get a crack at a book goat. It's just the way it is. Like 50% of our goats are book goats. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action. Welcome to this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks for being in the bone cave with us. We appreciate it. No new bones today. I got a big buffalo head behind me. I guess it's a bison. It, it doesn't matter. No, we call them buffalo here. Did, did you I ever know hear we, of the I Old West all bison the hunters? People. Yes. No. They're buffalo hunters. No, they're buffalo hunters. They're Come buffalo. on. They're North yeah. American buffalo. Well, let's, let's, not, let's not bring, bring this overly PC crap into what the hunting world, right? One? Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Listen, thanks for joining. We got Brad Dana, as always, across the table from me, being a little feisty, ferocious tonight. Ferocious. Bison. And to the left, we have the one and only bleep, Brian Leslie. I, I had to right. start saying your full name, Brian, the last few episodes, uh, because people go, what's his real name? And then we get all these emails. Can I talk to bleep about uh-huh. getting on the podcast? No, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. So it's go to hello at rbohome.com. That goes direct to you. It does. And yeah. he would, Brian would say, bleep no, bleep no, you <laughs> can't talk to him. Bleep no, you can't talk <laughs> well, that's to him. That's the funny thing about it. Everybody thinks that I'm the one that swears. That's why they call me bleep. Well, you do have a potty mouth. You bleep. do. Oh, come Actually, oh, my earlier gosh. we were talking about it embarrasses something very me. contentious to any person. <laughs> And he said, freak. And I said, say it, Brian. Say, fuck. Say it. Say it. So, anyway, he didn't. So, also. You make my job so easy. <laughs> I don't make your job easy. I'm the reason bleep exists. Uh, All right. So, anyway, Toddigan is also on. Toddigan, thanks for joining us welcome. today. How are you guys doing tonight? Really well. I like the loud voice. It's going to help us because uh, Toddigan is coming in by Zoom to the Bone Cave. So, we appreciate you being here today. It's uh, going to be a great podcast. We're going to talk about coastal mountain goat. Coastal shaggies. Yep. And uh, there is a difference. And uh, um, I do, I, I'm engaged in the desire to go kill a coastal mountain goat simply because I want one with 12-inch hair and bigger bases traditionally. And, and we'll leave that up to you to explain that, Todd, again. Actually, why don't we just start with that? Uh, first of all, how did you get into the outfitting space? And then second, um, uh, coastal goats, what's the difference between that and the interior goats uh, that we would find in Montana or BC? Sure. Well, uh, how did I get into outfitting or how did I get into guiding? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, I got into guiding. I've I've worked in construction, self-employed pretty much my whole life. And uh, my brothers were guides. And working for different outfitting companies, like, damn it, that's what I want to do. But I was already in my mid 20s or early 20s, and I just seemed like I wasn't going to go wrangle for a company. And I, uh, because I just needed to make more money than that. And so I had a client that I was building a house for, and he says, I want to go on a, I want to go on a grizzly hunt. Could you find me a grizzly hunt? I'm like, yeah, I can find you a grizzly hunt. So, I hung up or went home and made a few phone calls to outfitters that I knew. And, and one of them said, yeah, I got a spot for this fall. I said, like, perfect. Called the client back, said, hey, I got a, I got a grizzly bear hunt. So you were a booking said, agent awesome. first. So you were a booking agent first. <laughs> so all you guys listening, there's there's a great value in finding a good booking agent. And Toddigan started as a booking agent. Good for you, brother. That's where I started. Cut my teeth on it. <laughs> So I called this uh, guy back, who's actually a super uh, lifelong friend of mine now, and I said, dude, I got you a sweet grizzly hunt, uh, and it's in September. Just send, this is where you got to send the money to. He's like, oh, man, that's so awesome. I I really appreciate that. 
I'm like, yeah, no problem. It's only one small issue. And he's like, oh, what's that? He's just like, he needs me to guide it. And he's like, oh, okay. We'll have fun. That sounds like great. So then I called the outfitter back and I was like, yeah, he's sending the deposit tomorrow, but there's only one uh, slight issue with this whole situation. He's like, oh, what's that? He says, like, he wants me to, he wants me to be his guide. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, we can put that together. And then, so that I went out and guided and then on the oh. sad phone, I was checking in and he's just like, hey, my guide's not coming on this next hunt and I'm short. Do you think you can guide a stone sheep hunt? And I'm like... Yeah, they kind of st- started you out with baby steps, grizzly and stone sheep, huh? Yeah, it wasn't like yeah, exactly. Oh. Can, can you guide this guy yeah. for whitetail in a blind? Drop right. him off, pick him up, make sure he's got hot coffee and a sandwich. No, fuck that. Let's go right to the top yep. of the mountain, kill a grizzly and a stone. Yeah, so we we did you get the grizzly? grizzly you oh you didn't go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we didn't. We got a moose on that hunt, but we didn't get a grizzly. And then on the next hunt, uh, we. Put the rams to bed one night, killed a moose that afternoon, killed the sheep the next day. Two days later, we killed a goat, and we went home. So it was a <laughs> pretty, that, pretty awesome hunt. That is why you hunt BC. Huh? And then triple crown. And then boom. <laughs> and then it's like, boom, I'm a guide. Uh, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, wouldn't even like to see my – exactly. Wouldn't even like to see my resume. <laughs> so uh, did, did, you, started. did you just make that shit up? No, that's dead serious. That's a true story. <laughs> Every bit of it. I love yeah. it. I, I love it. So then did the guide ask so, you to come back the next year and guide again? Yeah, I guided for him for four years. Then he kind of retired. And then uh, a buddy of mine was opening or bought a territory in the Yukon. And uh, uh, he needed guides. And so I started guiding for him. And then so then I started guiding doll sheep and spent quite a bit of time guiding doll sheep. I uh, guided some big horns, um, bounced back into BC a little bit just as a pinch hitter for some stone sheep hunts, but predominantly I was guiding doll sheep in the Yukon and uh, running a construction company uh, when I wasn't guiding. And it just, it was actually starting to get pretty difficult to run the construction company and then go guiding and then come back and then found a good woman along the way that runs a construction company. So that was me to still guide. <laughs> And well, we'll whoa, 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 back up. You just kind of slid that in there. So found good woman along the way. That so when you went prospecting chicks, you were like, "Hey, you look pretty fine. Do you know how to run a construction company?" And she said, "Yeah, I do. And do you dig me? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Because I have a construction company that needs to be ran. I got good accounts. And before we consummate this deal, you need to say that this will probably be something you're interested because in, I'm going guiding. Was that somewhat of yeah, the conversation? That's kind of how it went, but not exactly. But went prospecting. It's not like he 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 just fired up she's, his sluice box. She's very supportive of me, and oh I need to uh, do what I love. So let's like let's leave it there. <laughs> I was not expecting this tonight. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So and then uh, so then I, I was actually literally. Uh, like we run a fairly large construction company and it was getting pretty difficult to get away for longer lengths of time. So I was actually just doing one hunt a year and I probably would have been done guiding except for COVID hit. And before COVID, uh, one client um, booked a hunt with an outfitter and requested that I be the guide because he'd been on three stone hunts, hadn't killed a stone, but there's rumors going around that uh, I've been pretty successful in the area and said, okay, I'll come back one, one last time, but I'm only coming back if, if Toddigan's my guide. And so I said yes to that, but then COVID happened and it took us four years to, uh, <laughs> before we were able to get out and go stone sheep hunting. And the year that I, well, that was just like last year, this past fall, actually, we killed a stone sheep. You got one for him. And, yeah, we got it. Yay! Yeah. Dude. And in that time, my brother uh, was trying to buy a bigger area, and he made me an offer that I couldn't refuse. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not hanging up the guide belt. I'm going to be an outfitter. So um, I bought his area. I took possession of it January 1st this year. And we got big, hairy winter goats. We've got the best goats in B.C., 
we got the best coach in North America. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. We've got the biggest. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, yeah. Okay. It okay is. So True. let's 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 back up a couple seconds here because I still want to go back to the wife deal. Um. So okay. so does <laughs> does 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 the the now wife that we have met, wonderful beautiful person too, and um does she now run the construction company, the big one? Yeah. So she was running a construction company, uh, and I was running a construction company, and again, fate collided over COVID. Um, we actually met at a builders conference in the Dominican Republic because um, we had to take. Well, you can't um, make this shit up. No, you can't. In BC, you have to take continuing professional development course in order to uh, get so much of education points every year. And so we both needed uh, points to maintain our builder's license. And uh, we happened to meet in the Dominican and came back. And then COVID hit and I was building condos. Um, and I had like three buildings lined up in front of me with a crew of 12 or 14 guys on a, on a Wednesday. And on Friday, got an email uh because COVID was on, they said, like, uh, buildings aren't going to get built. And uh, thank you for your time, but you're you're done. And I was like, holy shit. And she was building on the coast. And she had large residential projects going on. But half of her crew didn't want to work because of COVID. And so I took my guys down there to help her out. And we kind of worked as a quote-unquote family unit to try to stay within the regulations a little bit. And then I just never left. Perfect. So this this makes total sense. And the reason I go back to that is because one of the things with outfitters that we find, and you know, and maybe you can speak to this, um, and I know this is impromptu and we're just having this conversation uh, for the first time, but you went through a vetting process. Obviously, we were referred to each other. Um, we called you. You called us. However that worked, I know the mutual connection that um, got us together, and she's amazing. The reason I say that is because we vetted you. You vetted us. We, we um, said, yep, let's work together. Our audience deserves to have a great outfitter like you. One of the things that we really drew, truly want to vet is the communication skill and the ability for uh, our outfitters to be business people. And I think it's important for our audience to know that you ran a big construction company and logistics are something that you know how to handle. Because one of the fears that the guy from Boscobel, Wisconsin, or um, Independence, Iowa, or Burlington, Illinois has is that they're going to book a hunt with somebody who – is terrible at logistics and this is a shit show from an organization standpoint and we try to take the fears out of that and you have a lot of logistics uh management and has developed in that um skill set uh, would you say that's accurate yeah totally 100 percent. and and that gives us comfort to send someone to you so you went through the booking uh, or the vetting process, maybe you, and I know you've talked to Braden several times, but maybe you want to speak to that for our audience to let them know what that all entailed and, and where we, how we got to this day to day. And now us doing a podcast together. Yeah. Like our, our mutual connection, uh, she reached out and said, Hey, you, you got any goat hunts? Um, I have a, I know somebody that's looking for a goat hunt and, they got a limited amount of dollars, but it might get you in the door if you can do it. And I was like, at first I was like, uh, no. <laughs> then, <laughs> I, I like that answer. Actually, that makes me super happy. So anyway, go ahead. And then I started thinking about it. I was, I was like, you know what? I do have a few spots open and it's my first year. I want to build my name. So, uh, if, if we can make a deal and get this guy out there, yeah, I'd like, I'll do it. Well, like, everybody needs a goat. Let's just go. So then I called Braden, and uh, he we had a conversation for about 45 minutes or an hour, and then sent him a list of references, and, uh, and that's kind of how we came together. He called my references and made sure that I was legit, and people have hunted with me and had a good time, and I'm a funny guy, and that I work hard, and that... I'm organized and all that stuff, and it 
and uh, then we just started texting back and forth and building a bigger relationship, and here we are. Exactly. So I think because one of the things that we know um, to be true in any business is that the relationship is more important than the transaction most of the times. And if you can build a good relationship, the transactions are either seamless. And if they're not, at least there's tolerance for the party that was negligent in the seamlessness interruption. Um, And we always want to start it on a good relationship. And so we're excited. We're excited to book with you. Now let's fast forward to um, uh, said area. Why are the goats better? Why Tell are they the about best? The hunt. Exactly. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Well, I I don't know what it is about BC, but we just got like a honey hole for good genetics. We're um, kind of in the northwest coast. There, we're we're, we're close to the ocean, so uh, they've got lots of food, lots of nutrients, and uh, it plays out in their genetics. Like we just have big goats. Their bases are like six, six and a quarter, probably closer to average to six. And we're like, we don't really kill that many billies that are below nine and a half. Like we're pushing our average. Uh, I mean, we don't measure every one, but our average is darn near 50 inches. So, uh, wow. if you want to book goat, like if you want to book goat, you were willing to work a little bit you're gonna get a crack at a book goat that's just the way it is like 50 percent of our goats are book goats wow what that that's significant so 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 the genetics are really good tell tell us about the hide and what's the best time to come okay so I, i'll be your i'll be your uh model hunter i call you up i said listen i've already killed a goat all right it was a bitch i had to go past the stone sheep to get to the damn thing and it was straight up. And when we got to it, it had flipped over a cliff face. I don't even know how they got down the damn said cliff face. But there it was laying in the rocks in the shale um, above the sheep still. And so we shoot the goat. Go get it out. Bitch. Three o'clock in the morning, we finally get back with the goat. All right? Perfect. How does this compare to that? And then how are these goats different from the interior or northwest eastern corner billy goats of British Columbia? Well, it's going to be a bitch. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> it's just a mountain goat hunt, huh? It's a mountain goat hunt, and we're coastal. So, uh, like, we we fly off the ocean in a small float plane, and then we land in a small alpine lake. And then from there, it's a, usually a three- to four-hour grind to get on top. And that three- to four-hour grind is where it's going to be a bitch. But, but once you're up... It's just like sheep hunting or any goat hunt because it's like the mountaintops are actually fairly flat, but they're just steep coming off the sides. So you're finding a goat that's in a good position and uh, make a good shot. So once you go up three hours, do you live up there then? Do you have base camp above Alpine and you stay up there or do you go down every day and come back up? No, we we stay. So we'll uh, pack two tents, one for the guide, one for the hunter. And then you stay in a tent and you stay up there until you've got your goat and then you come back down. Oh, and wow. that's in our fall season. So, and then, uh, like, if you've already killed a goat and you want something special, you want that long-haired belly and you uh, would like a book goat, then it's our winter hunts. And our winter hunts, there's only a couple places that you can even hunt that. We can hunt right through to the end of February. And uh, quite often, we're either set up a like a a winter camp with a with a stove inside it and uh you hang out in the snow and in the quiet like peaceful wilderness until you get your goat or on occasion when we've located a billy that's close to town we'll sometimes hunt them right right from a hotel room (laughs) and those goats uh like the the premier hunt in my mind is november 1st the ruts on the the snows push the billies down a little bit. Uh, the billies cool. are with the the nannies, and uh, you hike from below. And quite often we're shooting up, and then we're shooting them out of the cliffs. So you're usually there's usually snow on the ground where the goat is, but you're right kind of like on that threshold where there's snow, there's no snow. And if you shoot them out of the cliffs, there's so much snow that the the goat just like pillows his way down. Um, no damage whatsoever, and then we head back down the creek drainage to head back for town. Pillows his way down. It's like a serene 
little adventure. Yeah, I'm thinking it's not. So, so here's my question. Now, this is just me with some experience wanting to book this hunt, so I have to ask you some specifics. Because I, as I book hunts, I, I, I go through this process. I want to know the topographical region, all this. How much Devil's Club is involved in getting through before I get to said uh, shooting position? Toddigan. Well, Toddigan, don't bullshit me, Toddigan. No, our trails are cut out. are you are you fucking with me no like our main trails in our main fall camps there is devil's club for sure and you're usually there's usually one or two hundred yards but uh we've we hacked that devil's club back every year so you don't actually go through very much devil's club at all wow get to them and then uh so wait a second you're telling me on the fall the, the the is this the fall hunts or the winter hunts the fall hunts okay and the winter hunts, you're usually traveling up through the trees through old growth forest. Um, so as long as you choose your path and move away from the drainages and kind of like I always follow follow a spine, like a ridge as we go up because uh, it's just easier walking and it's usually more gradual than getting caught in a gully and trying to scramble your way up. So we just avoid the devil's club patches because the devil's club likes rich uh, wet soil. Have you ever been to Alaska? Sound... Have you ever been to the coast of Alaska? Uh, not hunting, but I've built houses there, yeah. Okay, so they have a hybrid of Devil's Club that's called, I don't know what to call it. Mother Trucker yeah, Devil's it's Club? it's just terrible. And every other foot is a webbing of it. And usually Nasty. you're falling down and reaching for stuff, and that's bad. And you're grabbing it. Yeah. Well, to stay on the mountain. <laughs> That's bad. We do have a very detailed uh, equipment list, which you guys have probably seen. And that goes out with every client so they know exactly what they're bringing. And there is a pair of lightweight leather gloves on there. And for that said reason, if we end up in the unlikely event that we do have to bash through some of that crap, um, then you should have some leather gloves because the all the lightweight hunting gear, the gloves won't stand up to the devil's club. So I want to kill. I want to kill one that has amazing long hair. How long is the hair really on their backs when they're in full uh, fur? Uh, eight to twelve inches. Wow, legitimately eight to twelve. Not not like the neighbor guy says on prom night to his prom date. Um, is that no, right? No, l- legitimately eight to twelve inches. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And they've got the big long beard in the winter, like off their chin. It looks, and then like. At their feet, like it's just they, they just look so cool. Wow! So, what's shot opportunity um, in fall, and what's the shot opportunity in winter? So, oh, let's back up about the fall. So, you, it's a three-hour hike above Alpine. It's not a three-day hike. It's a three-hour hike, and then you're above five-hour hike. Okay, let's let's say it's seven. Anybody can do anybody can do your five. You can get through your five. Right, you get five to seven hours committed to get up top the mountains. Then it's more of I don't want to say roly poly, but it's not the knife's edge like you would find in some places of eastern Rockies where the the sheep are the uh, um, sheep are. There are uh, knife edges for sure um, where the sheep are, but uh, the goats don't spend. There's not a lot of food on those sheer faces. So they spend their time moving around the perimeter of that, and they like the, like the grassy little benches um, that's got food, and that's where you're going to find them. That's where we're going to get them. Like, we're not going on those knifey edges. Okay, perfect. Because well, there's a lot of hunters that want to know that, right? And uh, yeah. um, and they did one sheep hunt, and they go, oh, I'll never get my goat because the next guy is going to take me up here and kill me. I'm going to fall 3,000 feet to my death, right? And they don't want to do We're that. We're just pillow your way down. We haven't lost a single hunter yet. <laughs> we haven't lost a single hunter yet. <laughs> they just okay. pillow their way down. <laughs> okay, so fall hunts, how heavy are the pack that they go up with on this five hours? Uh, on average, 50 pounds. So, 45 to 50 pounds. So it's not a 75-pound pack for a 14-day backpack hunt? Not if they follow my gear list. Okay, perfect. And then how many days do they hunt on to- in the fall hunt on top of the mountain? Um, well, it's a 10-day hunt. Okay. So we're bringing enough food for um, and- usually six to seven days, and then I leave a reserve down at the lake. And then how many – what's their what's their average day hiking? Two to four miles? Yeah, it's – 
probably average. Okay, perfect. I'm, I'm just giving our audience uh, an explanation yeah. of the hunt, right? Um, okay, winter hunt. Depending on where we camp, sometimes we'll, if we're like traversing the mountain, like sometimes we'll take our tents with us and other times we'll set up kind of a spike camp that we come back to. But it, the situation is different on every spot that we go to. So sometimes once you get on top, you can drop all your gear and you're just taking your kill kit with you. And especially if we already found the billy, and other days, uh, I'll say, yeah, no, we're moving camp. Load up, let's go. Okay, fall hunt, what's the average day of kill? Day three, day five, day six, uh, day two? I'm going to say day six. Day six. Okay, perfect. And the reason being is because, so for two reasons. One, I don't start my hunts until September 1st. Okay. And August is warm, and our billies are down in the timber a lot of the time. Um, we do find billies the last week of August, and like they're around. We just have to work harder to find them, and the hair is shorter. Who wants like if you want to, if you want a really skinny, uh, thin horn billy with short hair, there's probably thirty outfitters in BC and Alaska that you can get the job done on. They're right. everywhere. That, that makes. But if sense. you want something special, you want so like. I pride on making sure that our goats, they like they're started to hair up for the winter pretty good, and uh, we have big bases and we're killing nine and a half to eleven inch billies. Um, wow! Then let's go. Yeah. So, so what 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 is your average shot opportunity on those hunts? Uh, we're like eighty five to ninety percent shot opportunity. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. And what's the average distance of the shot? Oh, we like. Under three hundred. Well, wow! So you get you get up in, in close and personal. I like to hunt with a recurve. So, what's the <laughs> point of taking a six hundred yard shot, seven hundred yard shot? Like, like we're not going to do it. Recurve. <laughs> um, I like I like that man. I like that a lot, and so do, so do the people listening because a lot of our audience is. I've killed a Billy. Now I want something special. It sounds like this is gonna, the place to I'm go. Not, I'm not going to name some of those. Uh, Shooting shows that I really dislike, where they the where they back up to take the shot. No, that's not us. We're we're gonna move in and get as close as we can. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, good. And then that's what we want to do is build better shooters and uh, um, and create better opportunity for the shooters and the hunters we send to you. Um, what uh, quick question for you then on the winter hunt? Um, explain that. Um, you're glassing down low the billies are more concentrated i guess i don't even know what to ask on that hunt um so yeah good question That's he doesn't know what question. to tell us <laughs> okay so let me ask some more specific I, questions on uh, so <laughs> what's so i get in there i fly in you have the uh snow camp set up for me um is there a, first of all is there a gas or a wood stove in my tent there's a wood stove okay wood stove uh second of all and how far am i hunting not, from my tent every day uh, a three to four hour hike or less from my tent every day. Do I need snowshoes? Yep. We supply the snowshoes. We supply the tent. Uh, we supply the bog pod tripod with the the death grip on it, so that we can get the gun in the cradle and and get you set up where you're comfortable to take a nice relaxed shot. Do I have a packer opportunity if I want a packer because I can do the hiking, but I can't? Okay, I'm just thinking of two of my clients and maybe three with me included with my left ankle. 80-pound uh, packs are not big on my life anymore at 54. I can do all the yeah. hike. Can I, get a, can, I get a, can I get a pack guy to help me with the other 30 pounds? Yeah. Okay. And quite often, you'll actually on that hunt, we'll, we'll have two guides out there or a guide and an uh, assistant guide or somebody that's learning it just because um, – the up and comer. Sometimes you just need the extra hand when you're trying to get the goat out. Okay, perfect. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, all right. So, what's the shot opportunity in the winter one? Uh, we've had one client in five years go home without a goat, and that's because he quit. Okay, good. What did he quit for? He just mentally wasn't ready for it. Right. So, because this is a wilderness hunt, so Starbucks isn't close, and you uh, you might have three more days of this, and they start their pants and getting a little claustrophobic because of the grand open bigness of the wilderness. Yeah. What's For it, some what's other it? reason, they just they don't like the the snow. They uh, 
like what's we're the... making it sound like an easy hunt that you're going to go there and shoot a goat but like it's a it's a it's still an aggressive hunt you're still going to climb a mountain uh you're probably at some point you're going to be in snow at some point you're going to be wet and cold and miserable because you've just made a three-hour climb and you're sitting uh at the at our shoot chosen shot location and the billy hasn't moved around to where we want to take the shot in five six hours and you go back down and do the same thing over the next day right and they and, and they just can't tolerate doing that twice no that's what happened there and while we're on that topic of like mental toughness like physical toughness yeah we can slow down and and uh you can get there anybody can like almost anybody can do the, the four to five hour climb but the mental game is what is you have to be ready for when that when you get dropped off on that plane in the fall. I'm circling back to the fall for a minute. Uh, it's quiet out there. It's right. it's wilderness, and uh, in the fall on the coast we get rain, and so you might spend two or three days in a tent. And there's not four or five people in the tent. It's it's you. You're sitting there in the tent, and mentally. Uh, you got to just be prepared for that. But when the sun's the sun, I, I say when the sun's out, the gun's out because <laughs> usually we're up there and we're uh, in gold country and the sun's out and we take advantage of those sunny days. That's why we need a 10 day hunt. That makes sense. The, the winter hunt, what's the average daytime temperature? It's hovering right around zero or uh, like say five degrees below freezing. So 30, 30 to 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. 40, 35, down to... Uh, 15, like, 20. Like below? No, 15 to 20 Fahrenheit is what f- minus five your time. Okay, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not 25 below zero Fahrenheit. And, uh, Never get it. Never get it. We're on the coast, so there's it's moderated by the coastal weather. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. How deep? Yeah. How deep is the snow when you get snow? Uh, if you're coming in February, it could be chest deep, but you're because you're climbing up the mountain, right? So is is there a benefit it. to that? Is there a benefit to coming in February when it's chest deep? No, just some people want that real adventure, and if you're looking for like a real tough it out. Uh, fight the snow, kill a goat in super deep snow, uh, then February is the hunt for you. If you want like a big billy uh, and maybe six to uh, six inches to a foot of snow, November 1st is your hunt. November 1st is the premium hunt. Well, just so you know, snowshoeing in super deep snow pretty much sucks. <laughs> well, you're still you're still plowing a path, yeah. right? That's what people oh. don't understand. Yeah. Like, so, so in, in those conditions, like we might be breaking trail, uh, going as far as we can, trying to get to the goat until we're like exhausted, and then we go back to the camp and give it a break, and then it kind of freezes in overnight, and then the next day you just hike up the area where you had snowshoed the day before, and then when you get to the fresh like the new snow again, we put the, the snowshoes on and break the trail the rest of the way to try to get close to the goat. My wife used to do that when we were first moved to South Dakota. She loved snowshoeing. We'd go all the time. So she'd break trail and the next day. We'd break this. And she'd go, okay, let's do that again today because we have more speed. And then we'll get to the end of our trail. And then we might be able to get another three quarters of a mile to a mile and then come back. And she loved that. And I was like, dude, this is just ridiculous, <laughs> redundant work. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of the hunt, like those late season hunts. It's just like breaking trail, trying to get in position to to get the shot. How many go- then, how uh, many goats are you seeing in that late season hunt? A goat a day, two goats a day. Uh, what 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 are you what what are you seeing? Um, well, it, it depends because we've kind of like keyed in on a group, right? So uh, you might be seeing um, four or five, or you might be seeing none a day, fourteen, fifteen. It it depends on. The group of nannies more than anything that's hanging around. So, but usually you'll see six to twelve goats a day. A day. So there's a high density or a solid population of goats in this area. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And on those winter hunts, we've we've probably got we've got seven or eight spots that we check uh, before the hunter gets there. We've we've already zeroed in on where we're going to be hunting. Right. So you've done the pre-scouting. So I fly in. Yeah. I, I fly in. Where do I land? Who, who? Where? I'm coming from Denver, Colorado. Where do I? Where do I get to? You're flying into a nice city, regional airport that's in northwestern BC. So okay. So um. So I'll probably fly through uh um uh Vancouver. You fly from Vancouver up to Terrace, and then uh, we'll pick you up there. Okay, perfect. So, um, so then we fly in, uh, makes sense, and uh, um, and then you guys pick you pick us up at the airport. Um, we're ready to go. I got my gear list. You've sent it to me. Rolling Bones and your outfitting company have us all set. We've done everything we need to do. Uh, a winter hunt, the late winter, early winter hunt. I understand you pick us up in the morning, weather pending. We fly into an alpine lake, and then we go. We do this like sheep, except for it's goats that are sprinkled out in these mountains. We get above them, and we look down into ridges and flats all day long. Day three to five, we could run into a goat. You guys know where they live. We go up there. It's it's a sheep hunt. It's not sixty thousand bucks. Um, it's a goat hunt, um, and we kill a goat. We get in and out, and we have an incredible adventure. Winner. Yeah, and the thing about yeah, the thing ahead. about it is, it's like one third the price of a of a sheep hunt <laughs> right. in the same country. It, exactly. exactly. That's and what. That's so exactly what you can come saying. hunting with me three times for the price of a sheep tag these days, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. No, I love it. I, I love that. I, and and so I have a great quality hunt. It's it's not a ten day hike to get through. It's not three days to get through Devil's Club and Spruce to get to Alpine. It's five to six hours. First day, you're up top, and then you're running around ridge running, looking for uh, that goat. The minute you squeeze the trigger, the goat tumbles down. It could be a day and a half bitch to get it out. But the fact of the matter is you're joyous, your mindset's different, and now it's just a mental lock-in get out. I got my goat, and I've experienced this white animal in the back of my back. Yeah, and then when you get out, you want to spend an extra day. We're on the ocean. Uh, we have a nice – we're building a, a lodge on a barge. It'll be complete, uh, not this season, but it'll be functional. But by next year, it'll be fully complete, and there's – There'll be a sauna on it. There's little skiffs. We can go sit in the hot springs and have a hot tub, drink a few beer, have a good time. You're like, wow. you know what? I don't want to fly home early. My flight's not for two days. I'm like, okay, let's jump in the bigger boat. Let's let's hit the ocean. Let's go catch some halibut or see if we can find some late salmon and let's just have a good time. So, okay, perfect. So this is an experience adventure and there's a lot, there's some ancillary uh, things that you don't get coming in and out of Fort St. John's. Um, not that Correct. Fort St. John's is old, but if you've ever been there, you know Fort yes, St. John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It is definitely a. It is definitely an energy patch uh, town. So anyway, that's funny right there. Yes, it is. Uh, okay, so so all right. So we got this coastal experience. It's rocking. I come in in the winter. You guys pick us up from the airport. Now you've got the uh, the goats located. You take us out to base camp, um, and it has a wood-burning stove and snowshoes. We get all settled in. We get a good night's sleep. Get up in the morning. You say, okay, we're going up this drainage, about two-and-a-half-hour hike, and we know about where they're at, but we're going to start spotting and scoping or spotting and looking and glassing through the, the spotting scopes in about two-and-a-half hours. Uh, I get there. Do I leave before light, during light? When when do we head out in the morning? Uh, we usually leave. So, like, the winter camp, it's a, it's a tent, but it's got a wood stove in it. Yep. It's Wall like tent? Ar- Arctic oven. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Arctic oven. Arctic yeah. oven. Gotcha. Bellas or something. And then we, live at, we leave at daylight. We start our hike. And then the day that if we've found a goat and we've got a trail packed in or he's in a position where it looks like he's good to go, uh, we'll leave before daylight uh, for the for the day that we expect it to happen. Um, we get an early start, and try to get it done back to camp before daylight's gone. Perfect. Um, um, and uh, and the shot opportunity you said's a little higher on that ninety five percent. Is that did you say that or not, or am I just imagining? We, we've that? no. I said that we've had one client in five years that has uh, oh, gone home empty handed. Okay. My my brain went to it's about ten to fifteen percent yeah. higher. Um, uh, shot opportunity because of the one client. Sorry, you're right. You did. Um, well, I definitely see more 
goats in my future because it's an outstanding adventure. Uh, unbelievable, it's, especially it's, this. If we can go do, you know, I'm like into both of them. I'm almost thinking, dude, I need to do the one in the fall, and then I need to come back and do the Because I like winter hunts. Like the muskox hunt for me was a grinding, grueling bitch for a lot of people. And they go, dude, I mentally was checked out the first day after 11 hours on the snowmobile flying into the Arctic in white, and then I wake up in the morning at 72 below. I need to take a sh- and I'm dying while it's freezing um, as I'm, you know, using the toilet, which is just a rock um, with ptarmigan standing <laughs> next to it. So anyway, um, uh, I enjoyed that. Not the shitting part. But anyway, no. I enjoyed the journey. You had an Arctic saying, oven too, didn't you? We did have an Arctic oven. And you know what? It was colder than hell, and I had frost everywhere. But I'm, I like the winter. You know, I always figure you can put more on. So Yeah, it's a fun hunt. I like the winter hunts. Do you? Which, what is your preference? Would it be the winter or the fall? Well, I mean, <laughs> I need to sell more fall hunts. <laughs> so the winter, the fall hunts are the favorite. No, but let me ask you this: Which one's more physical? Because that that might because we got a lot of young guys. Well, um, you got we got a lot of young guys that go, man, I can't afford a sheep. But if this would be like a sheep hunt, that'd be their fall hunt, wouldn't it? I don't actually think that there's much difference in the physical requirements. Like it's both like it's a mountain hunt. Uh, it's aggressive terrain. I, if anything, the, the fall hunt is probably, well, it can be more physical because sometimes we got to go further distances to, to get to the goats. Like which one's, which one's steeper winter? No, I'd say the fall one's steeper. Really? Well, we're climbing right on top of the mountain almost all the time. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And in the winter, we're not uh, on occasion like we'll go right up on top if there's like a monster belly and the client's like, uh, "It's that goat or bust." Then it's like, "Okay, here we go." Right. Buckle so. up, boys. So you see some toads. What's the chance of seeing a ten plus incher? Uh, you. You're going to see one every, almost guaranteed every hunt in the winter. Really? Wow. My brother and I, we double, we, my brother and I, we, I actually, it was before I owned the area, I booked it, I drew a tag and booked a hunt through him. And because he had a billy that nobody was, he tried for three years, couldn't get on it. He's like, somebody's got to kill this goat. I'm like, okay, I'm putting in for the draw. It won't affect your quota. If I get it, let's go. He's like, yep, yeah, let's do it. So he actually had another client that was supposed to be guided by one of the other guides. And the day before we were leaving to go up the mountain, uh, the client bailed, didn't show up. So we climbed right to the top of the mountain and I killed my goat. And then we're laying there looking at it at the other, there's two bellies together. And I'm like, Logan, he's like, what? He's like, you need to kill that second goat. And then you can just see the lights go on for a second. And he's like, so he's got a tag and we've got a guide. So everything's, and his client didn't show up. So everything's like completely legit, legal. And you can just see the light go off in his eyes. He's like, get out of my way. So <laughs> Sounds like Brad and Brian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throwing elbows. <laughs> throwing elbows. Get the hell out of my way, douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did it. I rolled over and got behind my binoculars and he rolled in behind my rifle that was still set up. And he shot the second goat. My goat was, uh, 54 and six eights and his was like 52 and 52 and a half or something no way no, I remember the exact measurements but yeah like two pigs wow just two yeah. giant book goats yeah wow. and that was in february that was in february and we had to climb right to the top of the mountain wow Wow, wow, wow. Well that that is that is super impressive. So what would you say um uh what's the coolest thing you like most of you obviously you've sheep hunted, grizzly bear hunt, moose hunt, you've hunted all over BDC. Um what's this adventure gonna create for a unique experience to somebody that they should definitely go, I would do this once for sure. What would that be? Our listeners, our audience, our our booking it our our consultants what would that what if you could think of one thing what would that be uh well it's a 10 for me like what makes it so cool yeah is you just can't you just can't get a long-haired billy almost anywhere else i know there's 
uh, one or two other outfitters that ha- have the availability, but uh, what's their what, what's their record? Right. No, it's funny because we have an outfitter. Right. We have an outfitter that was just at SCI, and he says uh, we have a client that booked with. I'm not going to say the name. Wasn't with us. Didn't book with us. We have vetted him, and the outfitter actually owned the area. And he's like, dude. I just want to let you know I own the area, and I tried four times to go there and get a long-haired Billy, and the shot opportunity, I'm just telling you, I own the area, might be 50%. And I'd been there four times and never got one, and like it wasn't like I didn't want to kill one because I own the area. I had the best guides, best resources, and I never killed one And so, because and he wanted a long-haired Billy. So that speaks volumes to what right. you're saying. Yeah. You and the guy who's talking it's about it, walking like, away from this. He's like, oh. It'll be myself or my brother guiding. And then we have one other guy named Alex who's just like, he's a a little wiry German kid. And he he does not quit. He just goes. And we just really work hard. We get the job done. Totigan, how did the animal population come out after COVID and people started coming back? Did you see that year and a half help your average trophy size? Was Was that impactful? Is that right, Bleep? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. get a bump. Oh, our, our, like, so my, I I can't hunt enough goats to meet my quota. Oh, I really? Physically... So you have a huge population. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about your trophy class. You're yeah, gonna okay. Get it. Like, we're, we're, we're killing, I mean, on occasion, uh, we're kill, we've killed like three or four year old billies just because we uh, misjudged it. But like, we kill a lot of seven, eight, nine. 10 year old goats we're, we're killing the upper age class for sure wow so <laughs> a three-year-old billy can can confuse you enough to get and he's big enough to get shot that's well crazy, i need huh? to make a phone call tomorrow to one of my clients that um that has a question about this stuff and i'm going to have this conversation with them because uh um uh yeah i owe him a call so uh i'm gonna uh you're, you're helping us a bunch um i will call you tomorrow too because i have a client that's super interested in this and and, this is a reasonable reasonable cost um, uh yeah you know this would be quite an adventure oh man what an adventure um and uh uh what an adventure. I'm actually texting him right now. <laughs> so, anyway, Todd, again, we will be talking tomorrow. Hey, listen, is there anything else that you want to give a shout on? We're going we're gonna to wrap her up. Is there anything else you want to give a shout out on uh, your uh, hunt? or? Uh, um, I just want to make I – just, I just want to throw it out there that uh, um, goats isn't the only thing we offer. Like, if, if you're looking for a, another ocean adventure, our black bear hunt isn't your average black bear hunt. You stay on the boat. You cruise the shorelines. Uh, we're looking at big coastal bears. They were killing. Everything's over six feet. No issues there. Do you, do you and, get some seven, seven and a half footers? Yep. Oh, wow. Good for you. Good, yeah. good for us. That's good for us. <laughs> I liked it. And then, we sit the, and then we sit in the natural hot springs and have a few beer and uh, eat crab and pull prawn traps and uh, oh, we got killer whales. When are we going? Oh, oh, oh. Dude, okay. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, so, but like, it, I mean, if people just want a big black bear, we have our lodge hunt uh, as well. It's uh, it's more affordable than the ocean hunt. And the that's a spot in stock. Is the lodge hunt still a spot in stock? Everything's spot in stock. Okay, good. And then, um, and then I know also we're working with you and your brother on some moose and some other opportunities. Yeah, uh, moose. We like in my terrace area. I mean, we have forty-inch bulls, and somebody's never shot a moose, and they just want to get a moose. Uh, good opportunity to get a moose with me and. If you're looking for something special, my brother, uh, he's got a pretty special area. It's BC. We're in BC, but they're Yukon, Alaska moose, so they're a little bit cheaper than what you're going to find if you walk 10 feet and cross over the border. Right, right. And it's kind of been a kept secret from the previous outfitter, and he's going to keep it on the DL as well. But, like, if you want a big moose, Get a, hold, get a hold. Get a hold of rollingbones.com. Go to rollingbones.com. Call us at 605-644-8000 and we can help you get this. So from our perspective, this is exactly what we, you know, Braden, big shout out to him, big shout out to um our uh 
our friend there, Lindsay. Um, you know, we uh, we are always. She understands who we are and what we're looking for, and we're looking for you. You know, we're looking for the guy who wants to overwork, over uh, um, deliver experience. Can't guarantee the animals. Can't guarantee people won't quit. Can't guarantee the guy can make the shot when you get him there. But I can guarantee that. Our outfitters will work harder than everybody else, and we try to promise that guarantee of that work and that communication um, of the experience and adventure. And obviously, you've beca- you've came highly recommended. We're excited to have this relationship. I know you work super hard for people. You care about the experience. You care about, you know, like you said, let's let's have a beer. Let's have some beer. Uh, let's eat some prawn. Let's make some, you know, let's make a memory. Come up and and let's enjoy the experience and. And I'm excited about uh, uh, working with you. We're excited at Rolling Bones about working with you. And the fun thing I know right now, you're right across uh, the uh, aisle from us. In uh, <laughs> what were the odds of that, huh? We're right across. We're right across the aisle from each other at the uh, Great American Outdoor Show. And uh, yeah, right there. Can you see the picture? That's Brad and I. Uh, the coincidence of this right there, that's Brad I and I, <laughs> with, with a mountain awesome. goat in northeastern uh, British Columbia. So if you're interested, like you, go ahead. Because it sounds like you need to give me a call, book one for yourself. Uh, right? I think so. I'm, I'm super excited about it. So, hey, listen, if you're interested in this hunt or any other uh, uh, vetted outfitters, go to rollingbones.com. Check us out. Otherwise, seriously, call 1-605-644-8000. We'll pick up the phone, and uh, we will uh, talk to you. We'll get you in touch. We'll get a conversation with you uh, um, and Todigan and his team. We'll make sure we facilitate uh, a great experience. Um, thank you so much for being on. I know I know you're busy right now. It's, these are late nights for you. Uh, but we really do appreciate this, and uh, we hope to de- continue to uh, uh, work with you and deliver great experience to our uh, members and adventure seekers all over the world. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, listen, one more time, go to rollingbones.com or give us a call. Until next time, we appreciate you for joining us today. Go ahead and share this with somebody. If you uh, know somebody who's looking for this, let them know that we have hunts available today. Okay. Appreciate you listening. As always, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.